You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. When I hear people talk about praying or reading their Bible, I know those are important things to do, but I don't know where to start. I go to church, but I want to grow. I want to share my faith and develop spiritual habits, but I don't know how. And it's hard to ask for help. I don't want people to think less of me, and I'm not sure who to ask. I could probably just Google it. But who knows what I would find? I just want to know how to. When I don't know how to do something, I often will pick up the phone and I'll call my dad and say, Dad, how do I fix this thing around my house? And if he doesn't know or if he's unavailable, often I'll turn to YouTube and I'll type in how to fix whatever problem I'm trying to fix at the time. And I got to tell you, I love YouTube because it normally has a video on whatever I'm trying to fix at the time. Recently, I typed in how to into YouTube just to see what would pop up. And it was how to use chopsticks or how to make the perfect paper airplane or how to cook fish. It's got all of these videos. Maybe you've typed in something that you're trying to figure out how to do. Well, we've been in a series called How To, and Randall last week talked about how to fast and the benefits of fasting. And today we're talking about how to study God's Word, how to study Scripture. And I got to tell you, I'm excited because I love to study Scripture, and I love to help other people study Scripture. But as this day has been approaching, I realize there is so much information that I could give you. And there's no way that I can give you all this information in such a short period of time. And so we're just going to hit the tip of the iceberg today. But I'm going to give you some resources in your sermon notes that I hope that you'll take time uh, to study and to to look at further. You know, I think a lot of people, they they want to study God's Word. They, They want to study God's Word, but statistics show that most people don't read God's Word on a regular basis. And this made me think, well, why don't we do it? If we, if we want to, and we know that we should as a faith community, why don't we? And one of the biggest excuses that I hear is that we're too tired and we're too busy. We've got so many things going on in life. We've got our jobs, we've got our kids, we've got things around the house to do, we've got to wash the car, and we've got to mow the yard, and we've got to wash our clothes, and we've got this place to go to, and that place to go to, we've got a grocery shop, and and even when we want to read God's Word, we say, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to read God's Word. And then we hit the snooze button. Or, or I'm going to read it before I go to bed and then we fall asleep. And that may tell a little bit about our lives that often we're overcommitted and we've got too many things going on. It also may say that we really haven't made it a habit in our life. Well, we can remember to brush our teeth and put on our deodorant, or at least hopefully we can do that. But somehow reading God's Word doesn't fit. I find that we tend to make time for the things that we really want to do. And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just being honest. If we really want to read God's Word, if we really want to study God's Word, we will make time for it. Another reason that some people don't study God's Word is they're skeptical of it. They don't know if it's true. 
there's some bizarre stories in the Bible and they're like, I don't know about this. And so they just put it away and they don't want to mess with it. And, and, and what I want to say is, if you have doubts, if you're a skeptic, you're welcome to Castle Hills. Because there's a lot of us, we don't understand everything that's in the Bible, including myself. There's a lot of questions that I have, that things that I don't understand. And so I want to encourage you, first of all, to keep on reading it. Don't give up. And then bring your questions and let's discuss that as a faith community. Now, some people don't read the Bible because they don't like to read. They, they don't like to read. And here's the good news is you can actually listen to the Bible. You, you can listen to it. If you're not a big reader, listen to it. There's also videos. The Bible Project has all types of videos on the Bible that I think will be greatly encouraging to you. Now, some people, they don't read the Bible because they don't know where to start. They, they see this big Bible and they're like, do I start in Genesis at the beginning? Do I start in the middle? I, I don't understand. I, I just don't know where to start. They're overwhelmed. And so I tell people to often that are new to the Bible or what, they don't know where to start is I say, start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That goes through the life of Christ. And, and I think your life will be impacted as you see uh, Jesus in his ministry and all the things that take place. Mark is the shortest of the Gospels. So if you're not a big reader, maybe start there. Yeah, James is also another great book in the New Testament has a lot of application, has changed my life in so many different ways. In the Old Testament, I like to say, look at the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. You can read one chapter each day for a month, and you'll be surprised at the nuggets of wisdom that are in the Proverbs, just these little lines here that, man, it's just pretty amazing. I've seen uh, that change my life as well. I found that we study the things that we love. We study the things that we love. I love football and basketball. When I was a kid, I had football and basketball cards, and I could tell you about Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. I could tell you about Michael Jordan, and I could tell you about the Chicago Bulls. In life, we study the things that we love. If you like playing instruments, chances are you're going to know all kinds of different things about the instrument. You're going to know the instruments that you want to buy in the future. You're going to try to get better. If you're into crafting, you're going to know the latest crafting machines and you're going to have crafting ideas and you're going to spend time with that. If you play golf, you're going to know the best golf clubs to get and the best golf courses to play at. And with people, I found when I was dating my wife, Julie, I spent time learning about her. I wanted to know everything that I possibly could. And the way that we learn about God is by reading his word. Well, that, that's one of the many ways that we learn about God is by studying, by reading his word. Second Timothy 2.15 says this, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. We don't need to be ashamed. Who correctly handles the word of truth. That word of truth is the Bible. Now, the Greek phrase translated correctly, translated correctly handle also means to guide on a straight path. And so as we study the Bible, it's important for us to do, the, do our very best to stay on the straight path when it comes to interpreting and understanding the Bible. As a faith community, we want to be people who meditate, study, and study God's Word. I think we'll find that when we do this, we'll, we'll see that God will use it to change our life. The Bible is one of the many ways that we learn about God. Some people call the Bible the story of God, a redemption story, a love letter, an instruction manual. We like to say the Bible is a collection of stories, letters, and poems that help us understand who God is, what God has done, 
and what God is doing. The Bible Project put it this way, the Bible is a unified story that leads us to Jesus. I love that definition as well. So today I want to give you some tips on studying the Bible. First of all, read with a purpose. Why are you reading God's Word in the first place? What is your purpose? I can tell you one of the purposes that I read it for is I'm listening for God's voice. I'm listening for how I want to discern what He's saying in it. I want to learn about who God is. I want to see how He wants to change my life. Another purpose that I have is when we're studying God's Word, we need to be aware of what was the author's intended meaning. What was the author's intended meaning? We have a bunch of different authors, and we have to figure out, okay, what was the author's intended meaning? We call that the aim. So when he wrote this, what was the meaning of that? Not what I want to take from it, but what was his meaning? we got to realize this can be a challenge, right? Because there's 40 different authors over a period of 1,500 years, and these authors, they didn't have the same education. They weren't, didn't always, were always from the same culture, didn't always speak the same language. And so you got all of these difficulties. And so when we're studying God's Word, we want to make sure that we're listening for God's Word, we're listening for God's voice and how He's guiding us, but we also want to be aware of the aim, the author's intended meaning. Secondly, we want to be aware that we all have bias and assumptions. When I read a text, a, a section of Scripture, I bring my, my life experience into it. And you probably bring your life experience into it. The church that you were raised in, or whatever faith background that you have, that's going to go into our lenses when we read Scripture, and we need to be aware of that. We often interpret Scripture from a Western mindset, and we don't always think about the author's intended meaning. And we have to be aware of that. So how do we overcome that? I believe often... When we read it in community, that helps us become aware of our biases and our assumptions. It's also important for us to be aware of the historical setting. What's going on at that, that time? Uh, what, what, who's the author? Who are the readers? What are the places? What are the events? Uh, what are the cultural habits that's going on? I, I think many times we misunderstand Scripture because we don't understand what's going on historically at that point in time. We also need to be aware of the genre. Well, there's, different, there's a lot of different uh, genres in the Bible. We have poetry, and we have wise sayings, and history, and letters, and there's prophecy. You name it, there's all of these different types of genre. And so people sometimes will ask me, well, do I interpret this literally, or is this, should this be interpreted figuratively? And sometimes it depends on the genre. And so it's important for us to identify that. And it's also important for us to understand the context. Now, let me give you an example of this. Uh, for instance, in the Gospels, uh, in John chapter 10, verses 7 and 9, uh, Jesus would often use word pictures to help communicate his message. And he would say that, uh, that he was the, he would say, I am the gate. Well, obviously, he's not saying that he's literally a gate with, with a handle and hinges, and he's using a figure of speech. But we need to be aware of the genre, and we need to also be aware of the context, which that leads us to our next point. We, we love to say this around here, but context is king. We never want to read a passage in isolation. We, when we're looking at the context, we're trying to discern the author's flow of thought. And we need to make sure that we're not just taking one verse 
and, and reading that and then slapping it on a coffee mug or on a shirt, but actually reading around it before and after and reading the chapters, uh, the whole book, and making sure that we can understand, again, the author's intended meaning. We want to make sure that we understand that. And so context is king. That's where a lot of, again, disagreements come from. That's where we take scriptures, uh, scripture out of uh, or we don't uh, take the real meaning from it because we just apply our biases and our assumptions to it. And that's really not healthy Bible interpretation. One other tip uh, that, that uh, I just want to remind you of is that remember the study notes in your Bible are not from God. I, I had people, and I've been in classes where people would say, well, my study notes say this, and they act like it's from God. And I say, well, you know, I appreciate your study notes and comment, and basically it's just a commentary. It's someone's opinion on a passage, and not that they're wrong, but we need to be aware that, that the study notes in our Bible aren't from God. They're not from God. They're someone's opinion. And so, yes, they can be helpful, but let's just be careful with, with being aware of that. And then lastly, when we're studying God's Word, and have fun with it, it shouldn't be a boring task. When we get a chance to learn more about the creator of this world, we get a chance to, to look and, and say, God, how do you want this to transform my life? Lord, show me what's going on. Learn about Jesus. Ask God to teach you. The more that we read, the more that we find out about God. And the more that we find out about God, the more that we're going to see that our life changes. Now, I mentioned in our sermon notes that I've given you several different tools. And let me mention just a few of those. One of them is called How to Read the Bible by Michael DeFazio. That's on Right Now Media, and it's also on YouTube. Uh, I think it's about uh, an eight little course. I think they're around uh, 30 or 40 minutes. There's another uh, section called How to Read the Bible by the Bible Project. It gives you an overview, and that has great little videos. You can go to thebibleproject.com. Core 52 by Mark Moore is a little devotional that gives you 52 scriptures that he feels like every Christian should know. And so you, he spends basically 52 weeks and uh, focuses on one scripture a week. And so if maybe if you're new to the faith, this might be really helpful to get you familiar with the Bible. Mark Moore also has a Bible interpretation class. And so if you want to really go to the next level, I think there's like 40 different classes and you can go to markmoore.org for that. Uh, there's a great little book called How Not to Read the Bible. I know some of our men went through that by Dan Kimball. You can get that on Amazon. A great little book on Bible interpretation. And then Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks is kind of a classic that I read several times. And it gives you a little bit of an overview of the Bible and just some principles on interpretation. T today, I want to give you a couple of next steps. One, I want you to identify what's your biggest challenge in studying Scripture. And then how will you overcome it? Is it that really reading scripture is not a habit in your life? You're too tired? Or is it because you, you're skeptical of it? Or is it because you don't know where to start? Identify whatever challenge you have and let's start reading God's word. And then secondly, how can you ask or who can you ask either to hold you accountable or to study with you? We believe it's not, you shouldn't just study scripture on your own, but also study it in community. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for giving us your word so that we can study, that we can learn more about you. And as we take this time to commune with you, I pray that you would clear out all the distractions and help us simply to put all of our thoughts on you. 
In your precious holy name, amen.